Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. This morning, I want to talk to you on the subject title of being secure. You know, oftentimes we we hear that word secure when it comes to locks and and making sure things are put away. Oftentimes we hear that word secure when we talk about our banking accounts, when we talk about all of those things, our finances and 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 maybe even our retirements. We hear those key factors secure. What a word. That's an amazing word. If you think about the word secure, it carries a major, amazing weight. And a lot of people would say, what kind of weight does that one word carry? And we sung it this morning, amazing grace. How sweet the sound. And I think about that word secure and I almost would bet at some point if not one or maybe all of us in this room this morning have asked ourselves that loaded question. If I'm really saved, why do I continue to do these things? If I'm really saved, how can I continue to move forward? If I'm really saved, why do I think that way? Why do I react that way? If I'm really saved, I wouldn't do the things that I do. Paul said what? Though I know the things to do, I, I do the things I ought not do. And the things I know to do, I don't do. We all struggle, amen? We all have flesh and blood. But this morning I want to shine a light on something that I think that we have not really missed, but I don't think we've dug into deep enough. Romans chapter 8 this morning, if you would join me there. Romans chapter 8. Verses 31 through 39. Verses 31 through 39 paints this beautiful picture. And if you look at this whole chapter in a whole, you'll see that the Spirit assures us and it gives us sonship. And the Spirit assures us of final victory in Jesus. But it also brings us security in knowing where our hope and trust lies. Amen? Starting in verse 31, it says this, What shall we then say of these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? We've all quoted that, amen? We've all, we've all seen it. I've seen it on bumper stickers. I've seen people with the tattoo, and, and I've seen people paint this in rooms and offices. But I think we stop a lot of times at that one verse, and we think, man, peace for us, who can be against us? But the first time that life gets tough and and as Miss Christie was demonstrating this morning with that orange, as, as people peel away a little bit at us and they, they begin to take chunks out of us, we begin to sink. We're not meant to sink, amen? Verse 32 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay any things to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is it that condemneth? It, it is Christ.
Christ that died, yea, rather that he risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. This is my favorite verse. Y'all ready for this? Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for slaughter. Nay, all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor other creature shall separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I have seen people who have literally sat down with me and we've had conversation after conversation. I've sat down with some very intelligent men who have all kinds of books, Marks, Brother Mike. I mean, some really great guys. And they, I sat down and I began to discuss with them certain things. And we'll get on the discussion of salvation. And oftentimes, I hear simply this. I wish I could be secure in my salvation. I wish I could understand I am safe and secure in knowing that I'm saved. And I always ask the next question, well, what makes you think that you're not? Is there ever that point in time in your life that you have walked and just said, you know what, I need to give my life to Jesus. I know that He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except from through Him. And has there been that time in your life where you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Well, yeah, I, I, I remember that day very clearly. Then how are you not secure in your salvation? I do not. I, this is going to rock some of y'all's boats. So hear me out for you put me out. Okay? I do not preach once saved, always saved. I preach you either got it or you don't. You either in it or you ain't. Because once you got it, you got it. Amen? Because nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Why in the world would we think any different? I had a man look at me one day, Mr. Gloria, and he said, Brother Tom, you don't understand. Nothing can separate us from God, but we can. Help me make that make sense. Because my Bible says, nor height, nor depth, nor other creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And verse 38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come can separate me from God. So what makes you think I can separate myself? I didn't save me, and I cannot unsave me. We often think that we have some kind of supernatural ability to separate ourselves from God, but the reality is we're not separating ourselves from God. We're separating ourselves from being closer to God. Amen. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Not just one, not just a couple, not just a select few, but we all at some point have fell victim to sin. Whether it be free will, whether it be just pure ignorance and not paying attention to what we're doing, it happens. Newsflash. Preachers sin. You're not the only one, church. Teachers sin. 
The Bible tells me if that man says he was out without sin, he is a liar. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. But one thing that shook me to the core as I studied this week, and I got, got to doing my sermon notes. Some of y'all know I wasn't able to do a whole lot this week. So as I laid and, and I pondered and I stared at the ceiling and I thought, what is it that we worry about the most? What is it that we hear the most? It's simply this. I've separated myself from God. No, you have not. Let me tell you a story really quickly. I sat down one weekend with a young man and we began to talk. And I began to share the Gospel with him. And he said, Tom, you don't understand. I was, I was raised in a church and he called the denomination and he said, I was raised in this church. He said, and it was a big church. And he said, the pastor was a great guy. He was a very intelligent man. And he took me all through Scripture to show me how I could lose my salvation. And I said the same thing to him. I said, you didn't save yourself. How can you unsave yourself? Well, Tom, there's really no way for us to have security in knowing. And it broke my heart because immediately I said this, the Word of God is full of security in knowing that we have relationship with Jesus Christ. John chapter 10, verses 28 through 29 says this, and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one, catch that, no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, we fit into that criteria of no one. Oftentimes in life, we feel as if we have missed this great opportunity and this great understanding of, of this mystery as it will be called. I've heard people say the love of God is mysterious. It's marvelous. It's, it's miraculous. And it is all of these things, but mysterious is not one of them because when we read, 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 the Word of God, there's this clear picture painted before us of the love of God. And from what I see, He doesn't say, I love you today, but tomorrow is a different story. You know that 90% of the time in the United States of America, people's emotions on how they feel about someone is based by their actions. God did not base His love for us based on our actions, but the demonstration of who His Son was when He sent Him to Calvary's cross. He didn't say today, I don't love you because you're going to mess up really big. Tomorrow is going to be a little iffy because if we was waiting on our works and our deeds and our life, ladies and gentlemen, we'd miss the mark a hundred times. Would we not? How can we say that Romans chapter 5, verse 1 is simply a concept? Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If, if it's just a concept and it's not really, really profound and we really don't have any peace, why is it in the Word of God? Amen, church? Amen. Therefore, having been justified by faith, 
It didn't say, well, look, if you can do enough good works, if you can just merely get it together, if you can, if you can maybe just try a little harder, maybe, maybe, maybe if you just just grip it a little tighter and hold on by the string and the hair of your teeth, maybe then you'll get it right. Maybe, maybe then you can have peace in knowing that your salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. You know something that marvels me every day that, that rattles me to my cage sometimes, even in my own life, is simply this. We mess up. Amen? We fail. We miss it. You know, in, in war, a lot of people would take a, a white rag or a white sheet and, and they would wave it, signifying they surrender. Today we call it, I surrender all. Amen? And I hear people sing that song, and you're going to hear this for years to come, and, and, and my family has heard it so much. I surrender all is not simply a song we sing of praise. It is a prayer to God saying, God, I can't do it anymore and I surrender all to You and all to You I owe. I remember one night, Meredith, I was given an invitation. And everybody in that church was just standing there and, and tears were being shed. All glory to God. Nothing I said. Amen. And I remember standing there and I was, I was looking across that room and I seen this little man sitting in the very back, probably about where Dale's sitting. He reached in his pocket and he grabbed that old handkerchief and he began to wave it. And I thought, I hope he's okay. Something's got to be wrong. I didn't want to, you know, just run back there and I looked at one of the gentlemen in the front and he kind of gave me the look and I said, you know, gave him some eye motions and he went around and he went back to him. He was, I think he was 76 years old. And he said, Brother Tom, I mean, right in the middle of, of the song, right in the middle of the hymn, loud as he could, Brother Tom, you need to get back here right now. And I thought, oh, this ain't good. And I made my way to the back of that little country church. And he grabbed me by the hand. And he said, young man, I thought I lost my salvation years ago. He said, but I come to realize I've never been saved. And I want to get it right tonight. And they accepted Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, if you've never made the decision to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, do not leave this place this morning not knowing. Amen? Amen. I have sat back year after year and I have seen people simply wave that flag saying, I surrender all. And they don't even know what they're surrendering to. You say, Tom, I, I need to be closer to the Lord. Don't leave this place this morning not knowing. Because it's simply this. It's following Scripture. It's following out the plan that God has put before us and knowing that we have security in our salvation through Jesus Christ. All my life, I've heard people say that. I wish I could know more. My years of ministry, I've had people tell me, Tom, you don't understand 
If you don't live just right, if you don't do things just right, if you don't present yourself in such a way, if you, if you don't get all cleaned up, you'll never know. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you right now, if you're waiting for you to get yourself cleaned up before you come to Jesus, you're doing it wrong. I heard Tyler Gaudin give a illustration this week, and it really wasn't an illustration, it was a story. And he said there was a church service, and he said this man had been coming to church for weeks, and he was a rough guy. He was part of the Hells Angel Motorcycle Club, and, and he had been coming to church for a couple of weeks. His wife had gave her life to the Lord after being involved in a car accident. And she had been he had been coming to church with her a couple of weeks, and every week at invitation, he would get up and he would run out the door. And one day, she said, he said, you know what? I'm going to call him and I'm going to tell him he's going to be here at 5.30 in my office and I'm just going to hang up the phone. That's a bad idea. You don't hang up on a, on a biker gang, amen? But he did it. And, and he, he comes back that following week and he comes in that office and he sits down and he said, why in the world do you leave every week at invitation? He said, Jesus won't never save somebody like me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. Ladies and gentlemen, my initial response to that is this. You don't know where he's been and you don't know what he's done if you think you can do something to separate yourself from God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 through 14 paints this picture that I want you to understand clearly this morning. In Him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, holy moly macaroni, hear that again. In Him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed. Does anybody know what that word sealed means in the Greek Hebrew? Done. It's finished. It's there. It's complete. Amen? It is sealed. Nothing can undo it. Nothing can make it be redone. And I'm not talking about like you seal an envelope because we all know, and my wife will tell you, and my kids will tell you, if your mail comes to the house, 90% of the time we do not look to see whose name's on the envelope. There's a whole bunch of us in that house. Amen? And we will take and we will undo that envelope. Then we'll look at the front of it. The seal has been broken. Amen? But nothing any man nor woman nor person around you this morning can do that can break your salvation in Jesus Christ because it has been sealed. You have been bought. You have been redeemed. And you have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You're sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption. I love that word of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. Don't y'all think that it's awfully unique that we could never get it right? People tried over the years. Y'all remember reading through, through the Bible before, before Jesus. All these people tried to get it right. Man, they tried. Wailing. They, they done everything they knew to do. They even had a little guy. They tied a rope around his leg. 
put some pomegranates on it, and they sent him into the Holy of Holies. And you better hope and pray he was right with God, because if he wasn't, you was burying him. Thank God that y'all don't depend on me to get you to heaven. Amen? Y'all would have buried me a long time ago. But let me tell you something, church. This morning, I want you to understand that you have been bought, you have been purchased, and it's not refundable. It's done. It's sealed. Over the years, people have, have asked that one question. How can I be secure in my salvation? This morning, I'm going to say this. Somebody may not agree with it. That's between you and God. I love you. We can agree to disagree. But if you ain't 99.9%, 2,029.9.9.9% sure that you're saved this morning, I would almost guarantee you're 100% lost. Well, Tom, you can't say that. If you ain't sure that you know that you know that you know without a shadow of a doubt in your heart that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, my friend, we have to talk. Something's wrong. Something's not right. You've either listened to the philosophy of man for way too long, or you've never truly gave your life to Jesus. That's one of the two. Well, Tom, I was walking down the road one day and I tripped and, and I said something I shouldn't have said and I used to be really mean. I used to smack my wife. I used to beat my kids. I used to kick the dog. I, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If that's the least that you have done, you still deserve nothing more than I do. But He loved you enough that He gave His Son for you. Well, Tom, you don't understand. I, I was a thief. I was a liar. Have you not read your Bible? Half the people in there meet the criteria. Amen? Well, Tom, you don't understand. I've thought about murdering people, Paul. Well, Tom, I, 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 I used to drink a little more than I should. <laughs> well, we can keep going. Well, well Tom, you don't understand. I, I, I used to get up on, on Monday morning and, and, and I would go into the my, my workspace and, and I, would, I would commit sin that not even my family knows about. If that's what you're worried about is a sin that nobody knows about, you're wrong because He knows. Amen? Because God knows all. He sees all. He is all. He is everywhere. He's omnipresent. And for some reason, through our entire existence as human beings, we have always questioned one thing, Tim. Have you ever noticed that everywhere you go, there's always a few people, a group of people that have questioned the same thing. How can I be secure in my salvation? How can I know that I know? Hi, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to 
send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.